What's going on, guys? This is the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Tony. I also double as the commissioner around these parts. Managers of our league know me as the Banana Stand. And if you want to follow along with us on Twitter, I am at 58WKingPodcast over there. My co-commission, Matt, who you'll hear from here in a sec, is at GrahamTheMan69. As we close the book on week two, we're going to give you guys a quick NFL recap, an update on the dating scene, according to one of our own, and follow that up with a recap of our home league's week two matchups. Let's get right into it with the NFL recap. Matt. Welcome to the 58 West King Podcast Week 2 NFL Recap. First game on the board, we have the Thursday night football game, New York Super Giants at the Washington football team. Washington takes this one 30-29. Daniel Jones, 249 through the air with the touchdown. He also added 95 yards on the ground with the touchdown. Saquon Barkley had 57 yards of rushing on his own. Taylor Heineke, first NFL win, 366 yards through the air with two touchdowns and an interception. J.D. McKissick had 10 yards on the ground, but he also had 83 yards through the air. Smoked Antonio Gibson for points. Next game we have Raiders at the Steelers. Are the Raiders good? Raiders win this one 26-17. Derek Carr, 382 yards and two touchdowns. Darren Waller, 65 yards receiving. Henry Ruggs, 113 yards through the air and a touchdown. Looking at the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, 295 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Deontay Johnson had 105 receiving yards. Next game, we have the 49ers visiting my Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles drop this one. Niners take it 17-11. to Jimmy Garoppolo, 189 yards to the air with a touchdown. And Elijah Mitchell, 42 yards on the ground. No score there. Jimmy Garoppolo did have the rushing touchdown. So, yeah, you're, you're welcome, people who started Jimmy Garoppolo. Other side of the ball, Jalen Hurts had 190 yards passing and 82 yards rushing along with a rushing score. Next game, we have the Houston Texans at the Cleveland Browns. Browns win this one 31-21, but it was dramatic early before Tyrod Taylor got injured. Tyrod Taylor had 125 yards to the air and a touchdown. He also added 15 rushing yards with a score. Other side of the ball for the Browns. Baker Mayfield, 213 yards with a touchdown through the air. He also had a touchdown on the ground. So did Nick Chubb, 95 yards and one score. Next game, we have... The Broncos at the Jaguars. Broncos take this 23-13. Teddy KGB had 328 yards of the air with two touchdowns. Javante Williams had 64 yards on the ground. And Cortland Sutton had nine receptions for 149 yards. Other side of the ball, Trevor Lawrence was 14 for 33, 118 yards, one touchdown and two picks, struggling as a rookie. Not a whole lot of other offense on that side of the ball. Moving on to the next game, we have the Saints visiting the Panthers. The Saints that beat the Packers 38-3 lost 26-7 against the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold, 305 yards to the air, two touchdowns, one interception. Christian McCaffrey had 72 yards on the ground and 65 yards receiving. He continues to be the guy you drafted at the 1.1. Not a whole lot of offense on the other side of the ball. Jameis had 111 yards to the air with two touchdowns. He did have one rushing score. Next game, we have the Rams visiting the Indianapolis Colts. Rams take this 27-24 at the end of the game. was a barn burner all the way down. Stafford, 278 yards, two touchdowns, and one pick. Terrell Henderson had 53 yards on the ground with a touchdown. And Cooper Cup continues to dominate that wide receiver room. 163 yards on nine receptions, going for two touchdowns. Other side of the ball, Carson Wentz had 247 yards and one touchdown. He did leave in the fourth quarter with an ankle injury. Jacob Eason took over and did not do much. Michael Pittman Jr. did have a good game. The truthers are going to come out. He had eight receptions for 123 yards. Next game we have on the board was the Bills visiting the Dolphins. 
Bills, after losing the Steelers in week one, dropped a 35 to nothing performance on the Miami Dolphins, completely blanketing them out. News from this game was that Tua left with rib injury. Josh Allen went 179 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Devin Singletary had 82 yards on the ground with a touchdown. Other side of the ball, not a whole lot going on. Jacoby Brissett took over, had 169 yards to the air, and one interception. Next game we have is the Patriots versus the Jets. Patriots take this one 25-6. They should have won 100 to nothing. Patriots, Mac Jones, 186 yards to the air, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Damian Harris had 62 yards on the ground, including a rushing score that was straight beast mode. Other side of the ball, we have Zach Wilson, who threw for 210 yards, and not one, not two, not three, but quattro interceptions. Bad start for the rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson. Next game we have on the board is the Bengals going to the Bears. Bears win this 20-17. Joe Burrow, 207 yards of the air with two touchdowns. He did throw three interceptions. Joe Mixon had 20 carries for 69 yards. Nice. Tyler Boyd, seven receptions for 73 yards. Jamar Chase did have a touchdown. So did T. Higgins. Bears side of the ball, Andy Dalton left with an injury. He wasn't ruled out of the game, but he was doubtful to return. Justin Fields took over. They didn't do much passing. They combined for 106 yards to the air, one touchdown and one pick. Uh, but their defense stepped it up and had a couple scores. Next game, we have the Vikings at the Cardinals. This was a really close game. Cardinals took this one 34 to 33. Kyler Murray, 400 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Chase Edmonds had 46 yards on the ground. Rondell Moore, seven receptions for 114 yards. And the score, Vikings had the ball. Kirk Cousins, 244 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Dalvin Cook had 22 carries for 131 yards. Receiving, Adam Thielen, another score. The regression has yet to begun. Next game, we have the Falcons visiting the Buccaneers. Buccaneers take this one handily, 48-25. to Tom Brady throws for 276 yards and five touchdowns, two of which, of course went to Mr. Rob Gronkowski himself. That guy does not quick. Mike Evans also had two TD receptions on that side. Going over the Falcons, Matt Ryan, 300 yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. Rosen did come in for two throws, did not complete either of them. Mike Davis had nine carries for 38 yards on the ground. Next game we had the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Chargers, more like the Los Angeles Chargers at the Dallas Cowboys in Los Angeles. Poor Chargers cannot get a home game to save their life. The Dallas Cowboys take this 20 to 17. Prescott, 237 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. They did, however, dominate on the ground. Pollard had 109 yards and one score. Ezekiel Elliott had 71 yards and one score. Uh, CeeDee Lamb had eight receptions for 81 yards. He led that wide receiver class. Other side of the ball, Justin Herbert, 338 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. Austin Eckler, nine carries for 54 yards. Receiving Keenan Allen had four receptions for 108 yards. Mike Williams had 91 yards and a score. Next game we had was the Sunday night football game, Chiefs at the Ravens. Ravens finally get out from underneath that shadow that is the Kansas City Chiefs. Take this one 36-35 at home. Big win for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, 239 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions to the air. He did, however, do Lamar things on the ground. 16 carries for 107 yards and two scores. Latavius Murray also had a touchdown. Of course he did. Hollywood Brown coming on, six receptions for 113 yards, one score. Going over to the Chiefs side of the ball, Patrick Mahomes, 343 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 46 yards on the ground. Travis Kelsey had 109 yards receiving to go along with a receiving score. And everybody's favorite wide receiver, Byron Pringle, had two receptions for 63 yards in the score. I'm sure he won somebody their week. And for our final game of the week, 
There's a Monday Night Football game. The Detroit Lions going to the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers win this one 35-17. Aaron Rodgers, 255 yards through the air with four touchdowns. Aaron Jones, 67 yards on the ground with one touchdown. And 48 yards and three receiving scores. Big day for Aaron Jones. Other side of the ball, Jared Goff, 246 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Goff also had 46 yards of rushing, led the team, receiving TJ Hawkinson, eight receptions for 66 yards and a score. And that does it for the Week 2 NFL Recap. Back to you, Tony. Thank you, Matt. And now for all you single folks out there, or for you married folk who are no longer able to use Ashley Madison because the world found out about your dirty little secret, we have a dating scene update from a very special guest. I think you'll be as happy as I was to hear his voice again. talking to you about something really really exciting next week i'll be celebrating two years of being divorced to my heinous ex-wife and in celebration of that i'm going to talk about what i've learned over the past two years being a single man in the year 2021 now when we got divorced it was in september of 2019 september 25th to be exact one of the best days of my life and when it first happened you know, I was kind of bummed out and I was like, man, this sucks. You know, I was married for 10 years, yada, yada, yada. Take a few months to myself just to kind of, you know, regroup. I just bought a house. So kind of laying low, going to work, playing video games, being a dad, all that whatever responsible stuff. And then about January, February of 2020, I was like, all right, it's ready to dip my toe back into this dating scene and see what it's all about. And then COVID hit. So going out, And meeting people wasn't exactly an option like it used to be. So I figured I'd do what all the kids are doing, is hop on the apps. Now let's talk about these apps real quick. First one I downloaded was Hinge, because I'd heard people at work talking about Hinge, and I was like, let's give that one a whirl. And I feel like Hinge has a minimum weight limit. You must be 200 pounds, at least, as a woman, to hop on Hinge. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not opposed to going hogging, but... That's really all it's for because you can't be seen in public with a girl who looks like Mike Allstock, okay? So, scrapped Hinge. And then I was like, well, I don't know if I really want a relationship yet because, you know, I don't know, I just got out of one for 10 years. So, let's, let's, just, let's just have some fun, right? Apparently, the fun one is Tinder's, or so they say. And it seems like the girls on Tinder wanted to avoid that stigma of being whores. So, when you meet a girl on Tinder... Nothing really happens for the first couple of dates. And all you're doing is just spending money on dinners and drinks or whatever else you got to do to get in a girl's pants, which f***ing sucks. Okay? So Tinder ended up becoming sort of a money pit. So I was like, well, I know this guy named Travis Dest. And before he found God, he was laying more pipe than Colorado Springs plumbing. So I remember him saying that Bumble was where he got the most action at. So I was like, you know, I was a little hesitant because... Bumble is the woman power one. You know, girls got to ask you out. They're the ones that got the power. And when you give women power, (laughs) all hell breaks loose. But I went for it. And I downloaded Bumble. And let me tell you what. These girls, even though Bumble's the one that says, 
we're the good girls. We're the ones that blah, blah, completely opposite. Every time a girl says, I want a long-term relationship, no hookups, it's usually code for, I want to have sex the first night, never talk to you again. So it was perfect. Really, really good time on Bumble. But I've learned through meeting these women, a lot has changed over the past 10 to 12 years in the dating scene with women, all of that stuff. So let's start with the first thing I noticed. Girls are dominant in a weird way. And I found this out because it didn't happen once, didn't happen twice. It happened four times where brought a girl back to my house, things start happening, and somehow the girl finds herself on top, which is fantastic because I don't got to do anything. I just lay there, have a good time. We're getting into it. Then all of a sudden, this hundred and, I don't know, 30, 40 pound girl turns into Ray Lewis and her hand wraps around my throat and just starts cranking on my neck. And I'm like, this bitch is going to kill me. And that's never happened before. And it's happened four times in the past year and a half. Scared the shit out of me. I was like, I'm going to have to fight my way out of here. And didn't like it one bit. Not one single bit. But after the second time, I realized, man, maybe girls really, really like this stuff. I'm going to flip the script and do it back to them. So the next, you know, couple of girls, I'm on top and I put my hand on their throat. And they look at me with a weird smile on their face, and they call me daddy. And I don't know about you guys, I fucking hate being called daddy by a girl having sex with. My son calls me daddy. It's fucking weird. And girls, I found through this round of whatever, they like calling men daddy. And I found that I really, really don't like that. So I don't like being choked, like aggressively. I don't like being called daddy. And these are all really, really common nowadays, somehow. But the third thing that I found to be extremely common with this current crop of women is they don't like to womanscape. And, you know, you you see a girl, you meet a girl, arms are whatever, shaved, armpits are shaved, legs are shaved, whatever, like a proper woman should be. But you pull their panties down and there's a fucking merkin. And I'm, I just, I've not been ready for that. I'm not opposed to that. You know, hashtag woman power. If you guys want to shave, not shave. I couldn't, you know, whatever. But give a brother a heads up, you know. I've got a manscaper. Take a few passes with it. Not really that big of a deal. So I guess in closing, if you're a single man out there in this current market, especially in Colorado, just just be aware of a, a handful of things. Girls, um, they really like to get aggressive. And I found the smaller they are, the more aggressive they are. So be mindful of that. They really like calling a guy daddy. Even if there's only a year or two delta age difference, they still like calling a guy daddy. And then the last thing is, these girls really, really don't like grooming downstairs. They just kind of let letting their thing go like that one chick from the movie Waiting when she's got cigarette butts in her bush. So if you're out there, be careful. And if you're currently married right now, just stay with her. Work it out. It's so much easier. Are crazy out there. This is Julian with the dating scene report. Hopefully, in two years, I'll have a better update for you guys because God knows I won't be in a relationship by then. So, until then, love you guys. Bye. Fantastic, Julian. I never know what to expect when you send us content, but as usual, you did not disappoint. We're looking forward to your next segment. All right, this is your guys' weekly reminder that if you were just here for the NFL content, go ahead and jump off while you still can because it's time to recap our home league matchups. 
In our first matchup, we had versus Peking Tomlinson. Smoothie is the favorite, won this matchup by four points on the back of Aaron Jones, 38 points on Monday night. So fantastic comfort behind victory. You'll love to see it. Eric evens their lifetime series up at one game apiece. In our next matchup, we had Boner Jams 03 taking on the Tinker Stinkers. Wayne kept rolling in this matchup, winning 142 to 110 with Cooper Cup's 34 and Travis Kelsey's 22, highlighting his team's big weekend. Matt, a combined 12 points from Nixon and Kamara, which just is not going to get it done. Wayne takes a 4-3 series lead with the W. Next matchup was Dak, 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 it up. Taking on Otter Job, Albert could have won this matchup with Derrick Henry and Kyler Murray alone, but he totaled 186 to Josh's 80, a 100-point win, and we'll have to get the staff on this, but that may be the biggest win in league history. Rumor has it that Josh was walking funny Tuesday morning after their matchup. Albert improves to 9-2 lifetime against Josh. Solid record there. In our fourth matchup, we had the Inglorious Baz Turds taking on Meaty Clackers. Jason entered this matchup undefeated against Brandon Lifetime, and he came out of this matchup undefeated against Brandon Lifetime. Jason won 118-108 with a big day from MVP frontrunner Derek Carr and his Tampa Bay defense. Brandon got eight from Jameis, which pales in comparison to his performance in week one. With the loss, Brandon falls to 0-8 against Jason all time. In our next-to-last matchup, we had Just Here No Fine taking on GNTs. Allen has always been more of a Jack and Coke kind of guy, and he disposed of Trey in this matchup 100-94. Trey, Trey falls to 0-2 on the year and 2-3 and lifetime against Allen. No standout performances on either side. Trey had some duds from Mark Andrews, A.J. Brown, C.E.H., and a four performance from Justin Herbert. So despite the 0-2 start, I think he'll be able to rip off some wins uh, here in the coming weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And in our main event, we had the banana stand taking on the Venator Strokes. Mistakes were made in this matchup. I left about 50 points between three players on the bench this week, and that was the difference. Snake beat me 120 to 107, and he stole the lead from me on Sunday Night Football with Lamar's huge game. Nate also takes the lead in our lifetime series, four games to three. All right, we've got three more weeks of divisional matchups, so the beatings will continue within your division until week six when the axis of evil starts trashing on the allies. I'll start going through divisional standings after next week once we start to get a little bit of separation. All right, guys, that's it for week two. Thank you for tuning in. If you missed out on Elijah Mitchell last week and have some fab left over, hopefully you're able to secure someone to help your team out this week. We'll be back midweek with a preview of week three NFL matchups in our home league, so please stay tuned for that. We'll talk to you guys then. Love you, bye. Tony, 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 what am I to do with you? First of all, this very suspicious screen name, Tone Bone 69. What do you mean by Tone Bone 69? Tony, Chris Hansen here of Hansen versus Predators to catch a predator and have a seat with Chris Hansen. Now, Tony, I'm going to need you to have a seat right over there. I've been going through some transcripts, Tony, and, well, I had some questions and some concerns. You know, Tony, you should know this, but we're still climbing out of a pandemic. You're still supposed to be socially distant responsible, not going online and visiting suspicious websites and saying things and doing things and suggesting perhaps that you're the strongest commissioner when the transcripts indicate in reality that the strongest commissioner is Brandon, Brandbone69. Hmm? 
It's a sort of behavior that could lead you to meet me in a dark kitchen someplace for an interrogation. Have to call, I don't know, Brandon to throw your bail? Do you think he'd help you out? I doubt it. He's got his own issues. Don't get into that. Anyway, behave yourself. And I'll let you go just this once. I'll let the two of you argue out who's the best commissioner. I'll be watching, and I'll see you soon on the TV and my YouTube channel with new Predator investigations. Have a seat with Chris Hansen. Just watch them. Don't be in them. In the meantime, I'll be watching you. So stay safe, stay healthy, and stay out of trouble, please.